Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, Deep Dive with Andy and the White Whale. Welcome to the Deep Dive. Andy, Sunday night, on the eve of Manic Monday, the best day of tennis all freaking year long. We, we, not, and not even a debate. Not even a debate. It's not even close. And to put a bow on that, on Tuesday and Wednesday, we have semifinals of the World Cup. We are rounding into the home stretch here of the most important uh, sports event on earth that happens once every four years. Um, there is so much to talk about. So let's dive right into it. Uh, who you got winning the Tour de France? Uh, th- that dirty cheetah Froom. <laughs> Froom, Froom for yellow. Okay, all right, cool, cool, cool. cool. Uh, let's save, let's save some cycling talk till the end because I, I do want your want a chance to kind of uh, air some thoughts I have about the Tour de France and and uh, try to get people uh, uh, some insight so that they can enjoy uh, enjoy the next couple weeks. Because just if you if you enjoy waking up in the morning and uh, watching a little tennis. Uh, and checking your bets and cashing some winners, uh, you can carry that feeling right into the Tour de France uh, because every morning, uh, especially if you're on the West Coast, it, this works out especially beautifully if you live in California or Oregon or uh, Washington uh, or Vancouver to our uh, <laughs> or Vancouver for our uh, our Canadian friends up there. Um, but yeah, you get up in the morning and like you can just watch them cruise around the beautiful the beautiful country uh countryside in france and then the the alps later next week and then the pyrenees to finish it off this year um so let's give we'll give people uh, some some insight on the tour de france so they can enjoy that sport once wimbledon is over because we here uh we'll talk about manic monday i guess second right you want to just get right into the world cup this has got me so excited I, the world cup has been yeah, let's, phenomenal let's entertainment it's, it's so, so great. Yeah. It's so. What, what have you got left? What have you got left for futures? Ah, because boy, so. they dropped like flies. Oh my Spain, goodness! Did they drop? Like oh, I'm not. Let's let's let. I'll, I'll put my cards on the table. I bet a ton of terrible, terrible, terrible place. I have a wad on Brazil that is dead in the water. Uh, that all that said, um, actually, a guy that uh, I did a couple of uh, tennis videos with, Nigel Seely. I'm not oh, yeah. sure if you caught his. You follow Nigel, uh, UK guy, br- br- brilliant uh, handicapping mind, entertaining as hell on podcasts and on TV. We got to get him on the deep dive one of these days and and uh, and pick his brain about handicapping because he's entertaining as hell. But um, I was doing a Roland Garros podcast with him, and um, before the podcast started, I was like, Nigel, you know soccer, like who's going to win? He's like, Yeah, stay away from Germany, stay away from Brazil, stay away from Spain. Uh, I really like Belgium and Croatia, and I was like, "Whoa! <laughs> like, wow! Like, that's off the radar. Like, I hadn't heard anyone else say that." And so I got a little action on those two to take. I got Croatia to make the final and Belgium to win, both around twelve to one. Uh, so those are the two that I'm uh, most excited about, and um, uh, I'm a little nervous about both heading into these semifinals. What about you? What do you have? What do you got left? Yeah, I have Belgium and Croatia to win it. I uh, mm. I really mm. loved I loved and t- to be fair to my futures, I t- to start the knockout round, 
I took Uruguay at like 25, 24 to one, something. And I took Uruguay to make the semifinals at three and a half to one. So I had some nice exposure to Uruguay. So even at uh, France was like minus 200 to advance. I was able to bet the piss out of that and not even care. You know, nice. so I, I did I did make my money back on Uruguay and some on those futures. So it, and that is the nice part about futures. It, you can put yourself in a position to make money even if they lose. Yeah. You know, like, 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 you know, if, if Uruguay had made the if Uruguay had made the semifinal, I would have had a plus three fifty winner and two matches away from a twenty four, twenty three hundred, whatever it was. So I felt and I I felt like France was playing pretty decent. They're talented. I felt perfectly comfortable putting like five units on France. (laughs) If it it would have lost, I would have, I would have recouped some of it with the, with the making the semifinal. And I would have been able to offset with, uh, I guess, Belgium. It would have been a little further. We kept offsetting that one, trying to work that 2,300 down to zero, but uh, the the Brazil, (laughs) Brazil exposure I had wasn't great. I, I didn't end up offsetting any of that. I thought Brazil would play a little better. They were playing much better in the second half, just kind of some bad luck as far as soccer is a high-variance game. In a game where yeah, the, average, you you know, the average, I mean, the average in club, I, I don't know the stats on this for international soccer, but in most club leagues, in Europe, you take away some of the really low-scoring teams in, or club leagues in South America and some of the really high-scoring ones in uh, Asia and Australia. It, it's like two and a half to two and three quarters is the average goal scored per game. I mean, that, the, in, in any sport like that where there's only two to three really big game-changing scoring plays, you know, and, and maybe even in a, in a match where they score one or two goals. Maybe there were only, you know, 10 or 15 legitimate shots to even score. It's, it's not like basketball or even baseball where, you know, there can be a one, nothing game in baseball, but there, there's a lot more opportunities. It feels like it just, you know, you hit the woodwork in, in soccer. It's, it's hard to compare that to something in like football or basketball. You know, you're, you're going to have a lot more chances. If you don't take advantage of your chances in soccer, it's, you know, a team can have 18 shots on goal, and the other team can win with none, just a, an own goal. What was uh, the opening round match with? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Morocco, Iran, Morocco Iran. scored on themselves and gave Iran yeah. the win. Yeah, that was Iran won one nil with zero, and they scored late. Zero shots zero on goal. Shots in the second, on half, goal yeah. the second half. Yeah, <laughs> that's so bad. And, and so it's, talk- it's not, it's not, yeah, it's not to say that, you know, soccer's unbettable. You can't find edges, but it, it's tough when it's such a high variance sport like that. Sometimes the variance is you feel, so you feel for Brazil. Yeah, so man. Fun. People, people give me hell betting in the NBA regular season. And I'm like, there's so many games, like it'll all even out. Like if you're doing your homework and you're not just throwing darts, like you'll win, you'll win long-term if you, if you can get that edge, uh, world cup, like what do we got? 60 games total. I mean, 60 matches total, uh, 48, uh, uh, round Robins and then 16 in the, uh, in the playoffs. It's it's like, it's, it's really, really, really tough, uh, to make it through the, um, 
the ups and downs here. <clears throat> and let's talk a little bit about how we got here. So last time we did this pod, we had Power D on. Uh, it was an outstanding pod. It was super fun. Check out the some thoughts on how things would play out there if you want to have a good laugh. Uh, and uh, here we sit now. The quarterfinals were entertaining as you could ever have hoped. Uh, I was with you on France. I dropped a enormous nugget on them uh, to win the whole, to win that match and then uh, to win halftime at, at halftime and win full time. Um, their goalie, uh, uh, the guy that ate the bug, uh, Loris. Is that his yeah. name? Pronounce his name? Loris. We'll go with it, dude. He made the most outstanding outstanding save in that first half to get my uh, first half full-time bet home and I, I like i was on cloud nine that was so so huge for me and uh at that point i felt like, oh yeah no i got this down uh and uh i had ha- having a, a substantial position on brazil to win it all and then a small position on belgium at a bigger number i didn't really go as large on that second one um but i really felt like brazil should have won i really felt like they were the better team that day they just kind of they gave up that early own goal, uh, yeah. Fernandino, who probably shouldn't even have been out there. Uh, awful, awful attempt to defend that header, uh, headed it into his own goal. Uh, they get a second goal with De Bruyne slotting a pretty lucky one, I felt like. Um, and then Brazil just could not find the freaking back of the net. Uh, they end up with only, yeah, only getting one after having what, like six brilliant chances in the second half to get the equalizer, I felt like. And um, I don't know, man. Uh, Brazil's going to be shaking their heads on this one because I think they were a much better team this year than they were in 2014, yet they didn't make it as far. Uh, and, uh, yeah, here we sit. The golden generation yeah, of Belgium I, in the semifinals, I, finally. I took, and I did uh, my in-game, or not my in, my pre-game bet there was over two and a half which I felt so amazing about that. I went a little heavier on that and I ended up taking second half over one and a half with a smaller stake and uh, took before Brazil scored, I took over three flat for uh, a bigger minus number. I thought both of those were going to cash easy. I ended up taking a push and a loss on some, you know, second half ticklers, but luckily, you know, they got the one goal and covered my game bets and that one, it felt like, I don't, it just felt like I was. It was going to be three to two. Somebody like one mm-hmm. of the teams was going to win. There was going to be five goals, and it just did not happen. Yeah, man. Uh, Brazil chances. Brazil dominated possession, uh, especially in that second half. Uh, they ended up with almost sixty percent ball possession. Uh, they outshot. <laughs> they outshot Belgium twenty six to eight. They put nine shots on goal compared to Belgium's three. I didn't even really feel like the Belgian goalie Courtois uh, was playing all that well. I just felt like they just they couldn't get a good shot, and they just kept putting whack whack shots on the on the uh, uh, on the on the goal. So that was disappointing and sad. Bye bye Brazil. Um, but uh, with that comes opportunity now to match up France France and Belgium. Before we talk about uh, the other half, the bottom half. Let's, let's let's break down this game a little bit. France was a team that no one was high on in my circle, uh, including you, heading into this tournament. Correct? Yeah they they drew nice, I guess. Yeah, 
the they, limitations. They, they, they did not look good in the. They they looked bad. I mean, for what they yeah. scored, they could have lost to Australia in the first game. They could have slash should have. Yeah, and they they did not look great. And I think just kind of my angle for fading them was they were like an all star team which sometimes happens in international soccer. You end up with a lot of big names. People get excited for them, but they don't gel. And that's kind of, I, I was feeling very good about that uh, take for the first three games. and Combined just, with a manager that doesn't really know how to manage. Yeah, oh, that, yeah, that was a big part. And then the last two games, it just, uh, it's hard to keep that much talent down, I guess. If, it was, if, those, yeah. if those individuals yeah. are playing at high levels, they're yeah. going to beat anybody in the anybody in the world by two goals. That's, yeah, that's staring, staring death in the face down two one to Argentina. Uh, all of a sudden, it clicked, and I don't know who's stopping this team. Seriously, they are so damn talented. Griezmann, uh, Griezmann. I mean, we haven't even seen the best Pogba. Uh, he hasn't even played particularly well this tournament. Griezmann's been outstanding. Um, Mbappe. Oh my good. God is that guy talented? Oh, you, you can you get that guy in space? Good, He's pretty bye. fast. Good, bye. And uh, young legs. He should have plenty of plenty of gas in the tank here. Um, and uh, already got three goals. I wouldn't be surprised to see him get a couple more before it's all said and done. Um, and uh, yeah, they had they look they look very solid off set pieces. They're organized at this point, like they weren't. You know they weren't at even close um, in the group stage, but guess what? They had an easy group, and guess what? They got a good draw with Argentina in round one. Uh, they put four away with Uruguay in round two. Uh, Uruguay, I think, desperately missed Caviani. Uh, yeah. I knew that was going to be a big deal, but boy, did they lack the one playmaker they needed to kind of extend some of their plays on offense on the offensive side, um, and. Um, yeah, and so here they sit now. France taking on Belgium and the Golden Generation, who came back from two one down to Japan, and uh, and then hung it on Brazil, a team that many thought they needed to just outright avoid uh, by intentionally losing to England. Uh, they caught them early uh, before Brazil really was kind of had their full momentum, uh, and uh, they beat them. And granted, I had just spent. 10 minutes or five minutes talking about how I didn't think they should have won that game. Uh, it doesn't really matter. Does it, uh, here they sit now in the quarterfinals yeah, and, up. um, this is a pretty closely lined match. Let's talk about how this, uh, how this went here. So first line I saw pop, uh, it was, um, it was, uh, tip tilted in favor of France. Um, on the money line, they were about plus one sixty. Uh, Belgium was about plus 200 on the money line and the draw was about plus 215. This is pretty, so this is pretty much as close as I've seen to this point, uh, of a coin flip really. Um, and since then it's, we've seen France take money. Uh, France is down money line is down from 160 to about 150. Uh, and, um, to advance, minus one twenty-five ish. So, does do anything about the way that you saw these numbers open and the way that they have moved surprise you to this point? No, I think uh, I think maybe people did feel the same way as you and I. Where maybe Belgium 
was a little lucky to get past Brazil, whereas France was convincing, and they are probably you know backing them as the better squad. And it's not like it's a huge number, minus one twenty five. I'm showing minus one twenty four. I think I got it in European odds right now. I have to switch things back to U.S. here. <laughs> but is it minus one twenty four plus one hundred nine to advance? I mean, it's not a coin flip, but. I mean, it's damn talking, close. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not stated that hard. I I like some goals here. I am maybe missing something. Where like a, an Asian two and a quarter is only minus one ten. I don't know. Maybe yeah. you can talk me down with that. But that no, no. Oh no. Oh, I, I think. No. Oh hell uh, no. I think both team totals. And granted, France's is juice to the piss. But do you see France not, not scoring at all? Uh. That would be Do tough you, for can, me. Can you can you explain to me in what universe? Uh, oh, of course that's correct. Okay, so I was like I was looking at both teams to score, uh, and I pulled up uh, Croatia, England instead of France, Brazil, oh, and I was wow. like, why in the world is this plus one ten? Um, both teams to score for France, and uh, and and uh, Belgium is minus. It's one twenty. That's still a, a very that's fair. approachable that's fair price. Yeah, that's that, that's, that's a fair number. That. Yeah, um, Belgium. I guess. I mean. I guess the the the. I, I guess the the concern with both teams to score is that Belgium has made it farther than in this tournament than they have in, in any recent World Cup or European Championship, and is the moment was, going to be too big? There was some stigma. Right? There was. It was a. Maybe this is the year of breaking down some of those old uh, old stereotypes where Belgium you know, ran, yeah. ran through some groups and couldn't get it done in the knockouts. England knocked uh, knocked down some old ghosts of not being able to advance on penalties. And I, it's funny, you're talking uh, both teams score. I scrolled down a bit. There's a bunch of fucking just ridiculous bets. Are you going to bet the money line? <laughs> the, the, you can bet two-way money line on who will have the most offside calls like that, that's not something you can handicap can you like that's just it's been no, the coin no, flip, no. the coin flip, the super bowl so no, here not, they they have a two it. they have both two-way lines both ways as far as uh either team which team you think would be a, a favorite here on the 120 minute time so through the 90 through extra time which if there is no extra time and you took the, you know, the right team, whatever, but you can bet through 120 minutes, Belgium plus one half minus 122. So mm. Belgium to win or make it to penalties. I'm not mm. saying I want to do that, but I, I just hadn't seen that one before. Might be an angle I looked at sometime here or maybe so, in four years. Quiz for you. Do can you, okay. So only one time in the history of Belgium, Soccer, Belgian football, have they made it to the final of either the World Cup or the European Championships? And it was 1980. They made it to the world. The the they were the runners up of Euro 1980. You remember that? I actually, uh, I've actually watched the tape on that one, so I do remember it. Uh, and um, this is a different squad. <laughs> <laughs> Believe it or not, all new players. Uh, the only other time that they've even made it this far to the semifinals was the '86 World Cup, 
where they lost in that semifinal match. Uh, that was in Mexico City. Um, and, um, yeah, I mean, the, uh, basically, you know, like, it, it's, it's, a, it's a tough call, like, what happens when um, a team is forever and ever kind of held up as these guys can't get it done. They can't get it done. They can't get it done. Lo and behold, they finally are broken through. Um, can they um, continue this success or is this like, oh, we've achieved something now. We can, you know, chill out and they get surprised. Um, and, you know, the, the Belgium to me, um, while they are, are extremely talented, especially up front. Um, and they look unbelievable when they have some breakouts, like the end of that Japan match. Oh my goodness. When they scored, uh, the third goal at 90, what, 93, 94 minutes, by the way, I think that was the only, that was the only stoppage time goal that helped me over the entire world cup so far, which is crazy. You know, I, I know I was on the wrong side of every single stoppage time goal, except for that one. I see your bets. I know what you're on, and <laughs> like I will app gallop. That is not an exaggeration. I will. No, it's not. All. No, there have been so many. Single I've one been, of those. So many. I've been on the right side of so many, so many plays, and every one has been disaster, except for that Belgium goal against Japan. Uh, Which one did you have zero, zero halftime, and it was like a very late, late, late. Oh, uh, Portugal. Uh, uh, Portugal, I ran, I think I had zero, zero at halftime and it was like 45, 48. It was after even stoppage time when they finally got a score. That, that one stung a lot. I had a lot on that one. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's been a wild one and Belgium to me, uh, gosh, this is going to be a great game. This is really going to be good. Uh, I think they're going to put up a hell of a fight. I expect both teams to score a goal. I wouldn't be surprised if we see kind of, you know, whoever scores first, the other team answer pretty quickly. Um, if this kind of plays out in the same sort of spirit as what Croatia, Russia kind of, you know, where you had, you know, both teams able uh, to do certain things that it was going to be difficult for the team to stop um, over make the most sense here. Who just bet the over and enjoy the match. What do you I think? I think that at minus one twenty one, both teams to score is pretty enticing. It is, yeah, because I mean that's the kind of one where you could kick kick your feet up at halftime, right? I mean, this could be one one and a half. I could completely see that. Is yeah, there any narrative? That. Betting that right now. <laughs> is there any narrative where either of these teams just runs away with it, like like things just click and France falls? Things just click for Belgium. They get a couple goals early, and France has a, a meltdown because they're not well well managed. Yeah, I mean, you you will see that sometimes in in the beautiful game. You get uh, you get an early goal, and it it can really you get a goal in the first ten fifteen. It can really dick up your whole game plan, and you have to you have to press more, and you're susceptible to a counterattack. All of a sudden, it's two nothing. Thirty minutes in, and what are you gonna do? Yeah, Brazil uh, just lived think, that. <laughs> yeah, think, yeah, things, yeah, things can yeah. get awful hairy in a hurry. If I mean, all it takes is something like we said with the the high variance. Granted, in any sport, you know, in football, you give up the opening kickoff for a touchdown, your game plan changes. Things get yeah. a little wonky, but 
just in the flow of the game like this, you know, soccer, there aren't timeouts. You don't get to pull the squad over to the sideline until halftime and talk mm-hmm. it over. It's mm-hmm. you got to keep going after that and, and, and try to maintain a game plan while you need at least a goal to find your way into extra time. So is there an, is there a, an experience advantage to shine on France here? We know France um, hosted it, the 2016 Euro. Uh, they're younger, but they made it to the finals of Euro 2016. Uh, and they beat Germany in the semifinals to get there. Do you remember that match? Yeah. It was good, man. They were damn good. Griezmann was the man of the match in my mind. Mind. Uh, and I mean, granted, they were on home turf. That always makes a huge difference, which we saw with Russia getting as far as they got on that ridiculous squad. Um, but the, you know, the, the, uh, France was able to eliminate Germany in the semifinals. Germany was heavily favored in that match. Uh, and, um, they didn't win at all. Obviously, they lost to Portugal in extra time, which was a bizarre match. It was kind of like they got tight. Um, but, uh, but France was able to slot an early goal. I'm sorry, actually, it was right at, uh, they were able to draw a penalty right before halftime. Uh, and then put a second goal, Griezmann put a second goal away against Germany in uh, the second half uh, and uh, kind of shocked the world a little bit uh, there. I would not, I would, I would tend to um, give France some credit uh, for uh, experience here. Um, Loris was the goalkeeper in that game. He put together a clean sheet against Germany. Um, Griezmann was there. Uh, Giroud, obviously, I thought Giroud, Giroud has not impressed me at all. Uh, this, uh, this World Cup, especially. Uh, yeah, Pogba I mean, if played. you look, I'm looking at that squad from that year. It was, you know, Griezmann, Pogba, yeah, Giroud. yeah. There, there are some, you know, there are some younger guys in this squad that showed up, but there, there are some, I mean, you're definitely right. There's some holdover there. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So I don't know. I mean, is is experience going to win out here for France? Are they worth uh, a two advance at minus one twenty three? I mean, I might have to do something with them just based on my futures. You got seven to one. Okay. So yeah. so yeah. So so okay. Well, let's 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 talk about the bottom half, and then let's talk about how to hedge futures. Um, right now, I'm leaning over two and a half in that one. I'm leading France to advance um, based on their uh, edge and experience. Uh, I kind of want to. I kind of want to see like. a France 2-1 kind of a match. Uh, they each score a goal in the first half, and then France puts one away in like minute 80 or something. Uh, Griezmann puts the, the beautiful uh, you know, set-piece kind of kick or, or finds some space in the box and puts one past Courtois, uh, and uh, France advanced 2-1. Um, both teams to score is a great look. Um, let's talk about the bottom half. Is that good for you? Oh, yeah. So, the England squad is... They're bringing, what is it saying? They're bringing it home. Bringing it home. I, I'm not in love with this. I'm not in love with this thing. I'm not in love with the Football's coming home, which doesn't. Football's, it's coming like, home. It's, it's coming that, home like, for England. <clears throat> this England team is really tough for me to kind of. <laughs> they got new in Ikea and just went wild. Like, I'm not surprised. British people, but man, they. Dude. Like they, they hold it in. They hold it in until the World Cup, and they let it all out. <laughs> it's yeah, there not just good. must be nothing else to do there because they. Dude, 
get very excited about this. It's almost like like when an England match is on, it's like the purge over there. You know, it's like, <laughs> like it's like any crime you want to commit, committed during an England match, and no one will, uh, no one will really hold you accountable for it. Um, they were awesome versus Sweden. Uh, they went two one. W sorry two zero. Uh, it felt like it could have been what four zero. I mean, there were there were yeah. multiple opportunities they had in that first half to just absolutely put the game away. Um, their strategy really made I thought was the difference maker. I didn't really think their players played better. I just thought like, dude, these guys figured out exactly the right way to attack Sweden. It was exactly the opposite of what Germany did. It was the opposite of what Switzerland tried to do. Um, they just, you know, figured out a way to get their guys in space, throw balls over the top. It was a brilliant way to break down Sweden's defense and give them all the credit in the world for advancing. Although, even though at 0-2, it, it felt like it was an underachievement for them. I don't know. Am I being too tough on England? I mean, I don't like them. Like, just <laughs> as a team. <laughs> just a bunch. How do you really <laughs> feel? Yeah, just a bunch of wankers. <laughs> They have some. Uh, they have some guys that are are fun to pull for. You almost certainly Harry Kane wins the oh gold no, boot, fuck him, six man. goals. Yeah, uh, well, I'm gonna get your take on the golden sh- the golden ball uh, in a second because I'm I think that's still wide freaking open. But um, yes, it is. Yeah, Harry Kane's got got the golden boot locked up. Um, I mean, if he gets shut out <laughs> and they lose, and like you said, Mbappe has a couple. You never know. Yeah, yeah. I it's. I mean, granted, uh, granted, yeah. granted, England would get another match. Or I mean, I, I always forget about the stupid third place match. Oh, so yeah. No matter yeah. what, no matter what, Harry Kane's playing two more matches. So, so uh, thank you for th- they, thank you for remembering that because I had forgotten that too. Yeah, they could um, probably take that prop down. Yeah, Harry Kane scores three penalties in third place match. Uh, he's locks it up with nine goals. Um, okay, uh, so do we think England uh, is overrated, underrated, or properly rated at this point? Are we going off the betting line? I'd say yes. properly rated. Yeah, I mean it, it's. Croatia was what pre-tournament? 30? 30. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. I, I saw 33. I saw 32. Uh, Croatia, I got involved at 30. was pretty early. Croatia's plus 133 to advance. They've played very well. They were able... Honestly, the biggest upset of the tournament. Croatia over Putin. <laughs> Let's talk hey, about that one. That, 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 that might have been the match of the tournament, right? Felt, Is that the best match of the tournament? I mean, we all joked about it. Everybody made jokes about it, but like all of a sudden it felt like, oh fuck, this is real. Like this is really th- happening. Things are things are happening. Like Russia's gonna be in the semifinal. This is terrifying. You made a comment earlier about off the woodwork, and I almost fell out of my chair because uh that off the off that off the post uh, first of all. Was it Perisic? Perisic, whatever his name is, he created the perfect space in the old, right at right at the the gold gold box, and uh, that was the it was all there for him. Like he had the line, he had the perfect angle. He shot that ball, hit the inside, back inside of the post, and 
I what happened? Like somehow there was so know, much was like spin. A, a, there was so much spin angles? on the ball that uh, it yeah, the English that it spun. It? The English, the English. It was yeah. like a pool shot. That's exactly well, there was right. Like, there was he some sort of small the animal on the, it, on the thing, and it it hit that, or like there was something what? on the bar. I don't know. It looked like just physics, angles, geometry. <laughs> Can say this like, can't happen. That's, yeah, that should bounce in behind the goalkeeper and everybody. And instead, I feel like a ball. Tra- yeah, right. Yeah, a ball yeah, traveling I, I at that on that trajectory at laws. that speed. Yeah, <laughs> a ball traveling at that trajectory at that speed, hitting that part of the goalpost, I think bounces into the goal something like ninety nine point nine nine percent out of a hundred. I mean, like the fact that it's that it caromed out of the goal and then went out of uh, again along the goal line was insane like that was so bizarre i'm not saying there was some conspiracy or impropriety or whatever it was just totally random insanity uh, and uh that and cost it's, me it's some, not like that cost I, had, me a lot of oh, I was yeah. pretty bummed i, I had a cost me a pretty nice size bet on croatia team total over one uh, yeah well, well, you you're 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 doing Doing well, um, finding angles and and covering yourself insurance wise, or at least juice wise on on higher probability plays, and just and getting pushes and not not sweating it, which I I'm I'm envious of. If anyone you know, you guys listened and followed me for a long time, you know that I sell 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 and you know take plus money at every opportunity just because I feel like the books don't really know any better than we do. So, uh, but that's not really the way it's shaken out in the World Cup at all. Uh, and the, yeah, I think I think that's a lovely of, thing to do in NBA basketball when you're playing a total. <laughs> yeah, right. And right. When, when you're selling back, <laughs> you know, when you're selling back a point and a half. Yes. Yes. And that yeah. is 0.75% of the you know, of the total of 200. <laughs> right. The difference between over 220 and over 221 is not much compared to over two and a half and over two. <laughs> yes, yeah. you're absolutely right. You got to you got to cover it. I love getting to a flat number covering my ass. I did cash nicely in that first half. I was a little worried about this one, but I took uh, the Asian over 7.75. Mm. So I needed mm. uh, a goal to, for a half win, two to a uh, full win. That came through, and I was sitting on my push on Croatia. I thought I'd get them both, but uh, at least I got Croatia <sighs> to advance because nice. I was very – I thought there was no way that yeah. they were going to yeah. Yeah. Even even after they scored an extra time, like you could feel it, and then it yeah. did happen. Like uh, nobody was surprised. Like oh, Russia scored. That's that's amazing. No, that was no. always I, destined. Everybody's like, eh, it probably still goes to penalties. <laughs> it was like, huh? What? You know, it did went to penalties. Uh, what the, have you been enjoying the penalty kick so far? Oh boy, like. Is that a I haven't seen a lot of that. Sometimes you'll see that in tournaments where it's a contentious issue. Like, there's no way that should be how you decide a, a knockout game. I haven't seen that take a lot. No, like, get the hell I, out of here with that. I, I, yeah. I enjoy it. And people are like, that's I like having it. a free throw contest to do the. Like, I'd, I'd, watch dumb. I'd watch a free throw contest. No, it is complete. No, it would be like. It would be like having a free throw contest if, like, making a free throw was defended by a fucking goalie. Like, making a free throw is as easy as scoring in open, in, you know, open field. Like, yeah. you, you can play until these, you can't, 
it's and granted in the NBA, in college football, in baseball, there are those huge outliers where you have a, a seven overtime game or a 22 inning game, but man, you can't run these guys for three hours until someone scores. No like, chance. Eventually no chance. you do have to just go to something like this. And the penalty kicks, the way that it plays out is so dramatic and so exciting. It's very dramatic. I, I love it. And we've seen, cause we've, cause we've seen these goes back and forth with saves and some of the saves and some of the kicks and the pressure on the guys taking the penalty kicks have just been awesome. Croatia, Denmark, that was, that was freaking great. That whole penalty play out was great. Uh, Columbia, England, Oh my God, the the England keeper, uh, and this is something that we got to incorporate when we talk about England Croatia. In two seconds, we're about to get off of this. What happened and get into handicapping what's going to happen? But the uh, the England keeper's on, man. He uh, Pickford is that his name? Uh, he's yeah. got uh, he's got the freaking mojo going right now, and um, I wouldn't be surprised to see him stop some pretty outstanding uh offense on part of croatia uh so let's get into this man croatia england uh the second of two matches on um we got one on tuesday france belgium and then wednesday's matches croatia england croatia england playing moscow england has been here before they won the world cup before croatia has not this is as far as they've ever gotten in this tournament this is a new ground for uh, for all, all, you know, for the country, you know, for the players, especially like, like this is uh, untested water for these guys. Uh, that said, um, they are more talented than really anyone gave them credit for coming into this. Um, dude, uh, the two Ivans, Rakitic and Perisic, they are yeah. freaking great. Luka Modric, got that guy delivers some unbelievable service. Uh, Man Manzurchik, people recognize him from years and years past. I don't think he's got a ton left, but he's obviously still freaking good. Uh, they have a couple big, big bodies on the defensive line that are just awesome on set pieces. This Croatia team has been nothing but impressive to this point in the tournament. They beat Argentina 3 nothing. We remember that. Uh, and now they've gutted out two really, really difficult wins and penalty kicks. Um, I thought they should have beat the crap out of Dem uh, Denmark, but the Denmark goal goalie in that game was flipping amazing. So they went to penalty kicks and they still got by him. That was great. Um, I thought they should have beat the crap out of Russia. And without that, you know, that if that one, that one shot by uh, Paracic goes in, then game over. Uh, Paracic goes in, then game over. But, uh, you know, it, it's, it's tough at this point to get involved backing this team because they've played now a lot of soccer. Uh, and they're not particularly deep. Uh, we've seen their subs come on. None of them have made a lick of difference in the matches. Uh, and um, I don't know, man. Are the, is this Croatia team out of gas? Is England really going to get this uh, unbelievable draw all the way to the World Cup final? Yeah, let's talk about their quarter. What a quarter. <laughs> like nothing against Colombia. I thought they had a fine squad, but. Uh, and maybe they probably should have won in penalties too. Yeah, not not only probably an easier draw. They had none of the big favorites in there. Dude, in their England court. should have won one nothing. Dude, they yeah. gave up that ninety third minute header. That one killed me. Oh, that crushed me. I'm sorry. Go ahead, please. I was I was fine with that one. <laughs> <laughs> that was the one where I uh, uh, shout out to the mill again for. I just bet both teams to win in penalties at like nine to one. 
So that was a stressful, I think that was the game, Columbia, England, where I just had to sit and uh, sit and wait for, you know, 30, how, how long is extra time? 215? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 30 minutes, sit, yeah. Just sitting and waiting, just sitting and waiting. Nobody score, please. I want my, and everyone else, you know, you see it on the timeline. Yeah, let's get to penalties. I love penalties. I'm like, yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah huge shout out to the mill he's called two penalties at this point that were both just awesome yeah, uh he, he also only, had uh, mcguire to england. score against england oh that was so good yeah he only yeah he, he was like well he, they're o- gonna get he penalties only bet england even though england has a has a brutal brutally long history of not doing well in penalty kicks he was like going right against the green on this one um yeah that was a ton of fun um except for those of us who had England to win to zero uh, and England to win in regular time. <laughs> for those of us, it was brutal. But all that said, uh, Croatia, uh, seriously, though, like, uh, is this team out of gas? Uh, how, much no. stock do you, how, how much stock do you put into the fact that they have played two back-to-back 120-minute games? Like, are, is Luka, are Luka Modric's legs going to be so tired and full lactic acid that he cannot kick corner kicks in the second half of this game? I cannot speak to the levels of lactic acid, but uh, they're professional athletes. It's the World Cup. If they can't suck down some Gatorade, put a little oxygen on, get it, you know, tape up the legs and get out there, then maybe maybe they don't deserve all that beautiful coastline. <laughs> Fair enough. And, yeah, I have I have a Croatia future. I will cheer. Croatia has some yeah. beautiful coastline, man. And if you I, haven't, if you haven't yeah. seen it, go see it. Yeah, I will absolutely back England in some way. Um, England team total over one is minus one twenty nine. Even if Croatia wins, I don't think it's to nil. I might look at that England over one because. England won nothing is a push. England winning by a bunch would help me offset some Croatia. And if Croatia wins to nil, I guess I take that loss and I have a 11 to one in the final. Croatia's defense has been suspect two games in a row. Really? Yeah. Actually, eh, they weren't that suspect in their Iceland match. I guess they gave up that penalty kick for a goal. I, but, I, I, uh, I don't love, I don't love Iceland's offense either. Uh, no, uh, but you know, they, they gave up a howler in what minute one against Denmark in the round of 16. Yeah, uh, that was, and then, uh, wasn't great. that was not good. That was not good. Um, <clears throat> and then they gave up, you know, minute 115 goal to Russia. Uh, when they had the freaking things, you know, salted away. So yeah, I mean, <clears throat> and it, the, the Russian goals. I mean, the first one especially, man, that was a wonder goal. Like what a, what a beautiful shot. Um, I don't know if I really want to blame the defense for all of these because uh, they kind of feel fluky. Um, any chance we see Croatia England go zero zero with the with the pressure and with the the tired legs and, and whatnot. I hope not, because I just bet on England to score a goal. <laughs> I mean, in, in I, reality, I don't, though, yeah, like, I don't, I don't. I mean, the total is a two. It's sitting at flat two, but it's a sitting at flat two, right? I mean, they have playmakers on both sides. They've gotten, I think, they got an extra day here. So this isn't until Tuesday. They don't play till Tuesday. Uh, I, th- they don't play till Wednesday. 
That's what I yeah, think. Yeah, no, no. Tuesday's Belgium, France, Wednesday. I think they can get freshened up. Hit the ice tub. Ice up, son. Get ice out up, there. Son. Yeah, ice up, son. They'll be fine. I think we see a couple goals. I might tickle this over. I might tickle the one half, first half over. I've as many zero zero draws as there've been at halftime. These first half overs have not been bad in the knockouts. Would it surprise you to know that um, at least one of the two um, matches has gone well under the total in the semifinals every year, going all the way back to as long as I've looked so far, which is two thousand two. Yeah, let's talk, let's talk about this. Okay, so that's tough. That's, and not I think, a huge, that's not a huge sample. No, but at the same time, I think it speaks to something because we've had some. You know, I've been wait, we've been waiting for it. Like there hasn't been really like a low scoring, grinded out, players are tight, teams are tight match in the knockout round so far. Um, the only one maybe Sweden, Switzerland, right? Like those teams were tight. They were nervous. They were close. They didn't really create a lot of opportunities. Other than that, there really weren't very many. <clears throat> like hands down clear obvious under matches that's actually been kind of the trend like the round of 16 and quarterfinals there's been some wide open matches uh but these semifinals that i'm looking at through the years have been tight brazil only got one goal against turkey uh in 2002 germany only got one goal against south korea uh in 2002 um then in 2006, Germany was tied with uh, uh, Italy 0-0 at the end of regulation. Italy ended up getting uh, two goals in extra time. Uh, France won, advanced past Portugal, won nothing. Um, in 2010, uh, we had uh, a 0-1 match between Germany and Spain. Um, Netherlands, Uruguay was a goal fest. Uh, but if we have a goal fest, I would m- more likely expect it to be the France, uh, France, France, Belgium one. But who knows? Um, and then, uh, and, you know, t- 2014, we'll all remember there was eight goals in one of the semifinals. <laughs> <laughs> but that the other one such, was 0 0 with penalties. Yeah. The other one was 0 0 with penalties. Oh, can so, you, yeah, can you, I'd like, a, I'd like a, a prop. Give me a to- uh, total. On the games combined, I want to bet that. Ooh, is there a, a prop for that? Total I don't goals know, on, in the semifinals. Yeah, give me a four and a quarter, <clears throat> evenly, evenly line minus one ten, and I'd I'd bet that. I'd bet into that for fun. What about all four teams to score? That could be a clicking on parlay. Yeah. <laughs> It's going to be about plus two twenty. Yeah, let, well, let's let's throw some predictions out, and then we got uh, there's a whole other tournament going on yet too. Okay, all right, let's 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 wrap it up then. What do you got for me, Belgium, uh, France? What are you seeing? I kind of already, I, I kind of already uh, tipped my hand. What, what, what do you got? What, what's what's what final scoreline? I'm cheering for Belgium, but probably two one France or two one yeah. France. I tell you what, two one France in extra time. Mm. Ooh, damn. Two one France in extra time. Huh? Yeah, it makes two and a half less interesting. Um, okay, uh, I'm with you. Two one France, but I think France gets their second goal in minute seventy two. Griezmann with a uh, with a beautiful uh, uh, generates his own space uh, right around the uh, the penalty line and uh, puts it away uh, past sad ass Courtois. Um, 
Croatia, England, what you got? Penalty kicks. We'll see where we get from there. Wow. But England scores a goal, which means you're talking about 1-1. Take it to penalties? 2-2. Two, two. Going to penalties. 2-2? Two, two. I don't know. It's probably... Oh, probably my more. Lord. It's 1-1. It's one, one. Somebody has scores late again. Tied up. And we two two in regular in regular time or two two in uh... ooh maybe one one in regular time the old Russia Croatia special okay. Okay. one one two two penalty penalty by the way shout out to Pete who was on a couple episodes ago who God bless his heart he lost this bet but he wins enough where I can tease him about this one <laughs> he bet the over under on made penalty kicks before the penalties started in the Croatia Denmark game. I think it was one of the two Croatia penalty kicks. He bet the live over under on how many penalty kicks would be converted. And I have never seen, I've bet some degenerate shit in my life. That's hard. Yes. Like I didn't, I didn't think that was something that happened. That had to go and under, it would, right? It did. He bets over seven and a half and it ended oh, up four to five. Four to three in the one he bet. I, I'm trying to think of which of the games it was, whichever game ended four to three in the penalties, but, but it was seven I, and a half. Oh, yeah, seven and a half. Oh. Yeah, he, got, he got bit by the hook on over under penalty kicks. Mm. God that was that, time. uh, that was the one that uh, Pickford saved, the fifth one yep. that Columbia saved. Yeah, oh, God. Oh, that's, oh. Yeah, it, was, it was England-Columbia. That's what it was. Oh. Um, but God bless his heart for – I got a respect for making that bet because yeah. Well, yeah. that is – I, I love finding out yeah. about a bet that I've never heard Dude, of before. Dude, like, I've watched penalty kicks and I've, I've watched penalty kicks in a cold sweat when I have no money on the line. <laughs> like if you're betting on made penalty kicks, my god, that must be intense. Um, okay, uh, you're going. So you're going two two. You're going one one two two penalty kicks. England advances. I'm not that's, gonna, your, I'm that's not, your official. That's your official prediction. I'm going to go Croatia advances. Oh, okay. All it's, right. It's coming home to Umag. Mm. I'm going to ride my Croatia's too tired angle. England. Uh, I'm going to go 0 0 halftime. Full game under. England finds the back of the net 83 minutes in uh, and uh, advances on a set piece uh, and uh, advances 1 nothing. That's my look. So 1 nothing England, 2 1 France. And uh, any thoughts on uh, France England finals? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have, Croatia, win. I have, Croatia, I have Croatia winning that one too. <laughs> no, too. Okay, all right, dude. If Croatia won the World Cup, that'd be pretty fucking sweet. Um, okay, I think France wins hey, the World Cup. I'm just personally. cheering for them too. Even if I didn't have any, if I had no, um, no money on the line, I would cheer for Croatia just because that's a fun story. Oh, it's the, it's definitely the best story. Um, Although there can be plenty of Napoleon jokes about France going all the way into Russia and winning the World Cup, so um, the um, true. let's so any thoughts on on hedging here? On any any advice on hedging? Any 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 uh, any uh, any sports book review uh, applications out there that you would use if you had, say, an England uh, or a uh, let's, let's say you had an England future 
and a France future. Let's say you had a Belgium and Croatia future. Well, what would you do to hedge these positions? Do you just level them out at this point and enjoy the rest of the soccer or what? You can, but I didn't. It's not like I put multiple units on any of this. And I looked into it. It's not like I'm going to make a ton of money on, on doing any sort of hedging. I punched it in with my 750, 1150, and then just 200 and 250 for the uh, France and England to win. And you would have to bet five and a half times, you know, which, which, well, four and a half times over the original two stakes. Like, say you bet 100 on Belgium, you bet 100 on Croatia. You'd have to bet an additional 450 on England and France combined for a total of 650. And you would guarantee yourself at worst $140 profit, mm-hmm. which, you, I mean, there's a way. If you're holding Belgium and Croatia, there's a way to make it where you, you're going to profit no matter what. So, what are your thoughts on hedging in general? Like, are you when you place a future, are you just saying, you know, hey, if this cash is great. That's going to be super exciting and super fun for me. Uh, or are you more like, I'm placing this future with the eyes open expectation that I'm going to come back on this if I get to a certain point? stage in the competition what what's the right what's the right advice to give people who are out there betting in the futures market it it depends on on your goal like if you're looking to have fun or if you're looking if you're doing it to really make money you need to start looking at stuff like this because in the long term the right move here is to take your to take your profit. Grant, take yeah, your granted, profit. This, this is Walk a little away. off because yes. it wants to. It wants me to yeah. bet lighter on my Belgium bet, which I've already made. So I need to do a little more advanced math here. But yeah. to take a take a twenty one percent profit on something, like that's yeah. a, a no yeah. brainer. If in let's see, you're, you know, investing. That's, yeah, no. This is this is like you walked up to the craps table and you bet that there will be a four rolled. And a four is rolled and you get paid, you've made your money and you're like, well, should I take my bet down? Right. I mean, you've made money at this point on these yeah. futures. If you play, play some pre-tournament, especially like take your money now. Uh, if it's money that you need to continue betting this, you know, to being a sports better. Uh, or uh, if you're doing this for fun and this is like, you want to, you know, cause, I, cause on the flip side of this, like, the ones when I think back in time, like the 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 ones I remember most are the ones I didn't hedge, right? Like the 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 Wozniacki future at uh, Australian Open, right? Like I had a wide open chance that could have taken half my freaking profit on in the final on that one, uh, and walked away and just enjoyed one of the best women's tennis matches we've seen all year. But I was like, you know what? Forget it. And I left it up and I took, took, took the whole thing home. Uh, and I'll remember that for the rest of my life without a doubt. Right. Like, so if, if you're doing this for fun and it's not like life changing money, like just write it out. Right. Yeah. That, crazy? That, that's, that's a lot of fun too. It's funny. You bring that up. I had the same bet. The Wozniak <laughs> and I, I think we even asked each other. I'm like, I'm just going to, if maybe, maybe I'll, come back on the second set or something and ended up just writing it and that was that was uh sexy i mean if we want to start <laughs> over, we want to start talking about tennis now we both we both not only bet some roger we bet some roger later in the tournament 
I took Fed at like minus 200, minus 250. I took some very inflated odds later in the tournament on him. And then the Wozniacki was a beaut. What was that, 15 to 1? I think I had 12. I want to say maybe uh, maybe yeah, four, no, fourteen. No, maybe I did right. at fifteen. I had it was a big old number though, and it was and I was like, yeah, she's got this like hardcore's not helps game <laughs> like no freaking way, right? Uh, and uh, I had Wozniacki twelve to one was mine, um, and um, yeah, man, that was that was a one I'll never forget. Middle of the night, freaking my wife is like. Why are you awake? Oh, it's yeah, three in the morning. And I'm like sitting here in a cold sweat. Like, I'm sitting here in a cold sweat. Like, hold, serve one freaking time in the third set. Like, come on. It was such such a dramatic moment. I'll never forget that. Um, let's uh, let's talk about Wimbledon a little bit. You good, good to roll right into this? Yeah. I'm, good, I'm good like, smooth I'm, transition? I'm trying to roll back and find, though. I took, uh, I took a bad one. Oh, look at that. I cashed out uh, I cashed out my Edmund there. I made some money. Yeah, and that's and that's another thing too. Like I don't you don't have a lot of this in the US, but I bet Kyle Edmund at a hundred to one to win the Australian Open mid tournament. He I bet and it wasn't big, I bet thirty dollars on him. It was just a, a nice fun bet because I felt like I wanted some more action on the futures and I thought he could win a couple more bets. He was a hundred to one, so thirty gets you three thousand. Mm. You, know, you don't want to, you know. I don't want to bet a large amount of money on hundred to one, but I felt okay about it. Put thirty bucks on it, and I did it on a book with a payout. He won a couple matches, and I was able to hit the cash out button, and I won one hundred ninety five dollars off that. Nice, dude. Like you just, yeah. So if you're if you are out of the U.S. and you have one of those books too. I mean, I've seen that, especially like uh, our friends, you know, Kelly or anyone from England, Canada. Like, that's a big thing, too. If you can have a cash out on a future, <laughs> you don't have to dick. If you don't have to dick around with having, you know, a, a large bankroll to sit and offset things. And that's mm-hmm. what I love. It's the book I use for this, the only one I know of in America that has cash out is sportsbook.ag. And it's not always they don't always have a, it's like sometimes they'll have a number for you. And usually on a future like that, they will do that. So that's, that's something, you know, that's something too. If you're, if you are looking at, uh, if you're someone who has that sort of option. So let me uh, ask what, uh, what do you got? What do you have left? That's alive for the, uh, for Wimbledon. (laughs) So Julia gorgeous, a hundred to one. Nice. Very small bet. Nice. So I bet four women, and she was the only one out of the four, and the longest odds to make it to the uh, to make it to the finals or to the Dude. final sixteen. Good so work. she she's a favorite this next match. I'm gonna let it ride. Maybe maybe make a small bet just to get my little bit of a stake back. But mm. I think she can win another match or two, and then at 100 to one, you can definitely hedge. Anything uh, else you got? What else you got? In, in the men's, I went large on Roger at waiting for it to pop up. Plus, plus one ninety. Plus one ninety. Yeah, nice. I got plus okay. one ninety. So I went. I went two stakes on that. Um, Chilich dead. Kyrgios dead. Gasquet. No, not Gasquet. Where is it? 
Feliciano Lopez was a kind of a dart at 200 to 1. I have Kachinoff at 100 to 1. Ooh, that's an interesting one. That's another one that's he's playing a, what is he, what's Djokovic? Minus 900? Yeah, minus 700. Yeah, he's in that ballpark. It's not a great one where I can hedge at this point. You just gotta pray that the other guy gets hurt or has. A yeah, really this bad is game. this is the moment. Yeah, this is the moment. You're waiting. He, he upsets him here. You can you can extract some value now. And yeah. as as we were talking to you, you, you know, you, you talk about making the right decision on uh, on a future. I had the Falcons to win the Super Bowl last year at forty to one before they had qualified to get to the playoffs. That was that Adam Chernoff talked me into this. <laughs> and it was, yeah, I'm looking at it. I remember it was 150 to win 6,000. And after they, before the Eagles game, they offered me a cash out of like 700. Ooh, nice job, man. <laughs> and and I, I didn't know I didn't take it. Oh, I said, I said the Falcons are going to get down there at the end of the game. They're going to have playing every Nick chip. Foles back at quarterback said, for Christ's sake. Foles. Yeah, I said, I said they're going to get down there at the end of the game. They're going to have every chance to win the game. They'll probably have four downs to do it, and they'll get it done. <laughs> oh my god! So I can't imagine like that uh, going up against Minnesota. I would have, I would have for sure taken. Oh, you cashed uh, it out take, in heartbeat, but it would have been taken, more than seven. Yeah, it would have been like, like 15, you know, 15, yeah. yeah. Oh, dude. That one, that one was a sad one. So that, mm. that's you know, going back to, I, I was, it took me forever to go back and find this. Going back to futures, you of know, course you got to know, you, you got to know, <laughs> know when to hold them, know when to fold them, and it's like yeah. I was saying with, uh, with you know, I have two, I have two people in two separate tournaments that are hundred to one in the same position. One is a minus one twenty, minus one thirty favorite, and one is a you know eight to one underdog. Uh, you can you can hedge one, you can't hedge the other. It's sometimes you're a victim of your circumstances, and you just got to do do what the do what the draw lets you. You got hey, one what, other what, what, future what you, that you I know. You got one other future that you failed to mention. Oh, that's a different book. <laughs> <laughs> so I had I had a six a six person parlay. And it was twenty-eight thousand to one. Was it twenty-eight thousand? Twenty-eight thousand to one. And it was Rafa Nadal <laughs> to win the French, Simona Halep to win the French, Roger Federer to win Wimbledon, Angelique Kerber to win Wimbledon, and then who is uh, alive? Who's still who, and, alive? Yeah, both, who, she's second favorite at this point. Dude, let's so, set this up. So. It's the Wimbledon before you get to US Open because we'll all circle back once these and two, I have two legs come through because it's coming. Um, yeah, hedge your stake for sure. Um, <laughs> the, I bet a dollar <laughs> win, a dollar to win 28,000. You do not want to lose that dollar, it's a very important dollar. It's it's like you're uh, that's the dollar you'll hang over your bar when you retire and live in the Caribbean. Um, let's uh, so Angelique Kerber is one of two. Uh, one of three women that had a legit chance to win this tournament coming into it, who did not get upset in what was the most chaotic, incredible upset filled first week of women's Wimbledon that I've ever seen in my life. And it is not close. Like we had nine of the first of the top 10 seeds on the women's side lose uh, in rounds one, two, and three. That is completely unheard of. Uh, Kerber effectively, um, you know, she's, among the last women standing on the top, uh, there's no one else on the top who's seated. Uh, there's no one else on the top who's got 
pedigree of of, uh, of a slam champion uh, and Wimbledon finalist. Uh, she has got a clear path uh, in my um, my mind to the finals. Rematch. I don't know, man. Serena Williams, the favorite right now. I'm I'm going to go down swinging against her to my detriment, probably. <laughs> I just don't see it with her so, game. I don't I don't see it. She doesn't look like herself. She doesn't have the same weapons. She's got the mental edge over these players, but that's it. She does not have the physical uh physical edge that from what I've seen, she doesn't have the shot making of old from what I've seen. Uh can she pull out a, a, another level? Can she can she find another gear? Sure possible uh but the fact that she is effectively even odds right now to win this tournament is utterly ludicrous in my mind um on the women's side i'm holding i have two tickets left i have angelique kerber at 12 to 1 and carolina pliskova at 16 to 1 um are you you sure you get the right pliskova i think i do i'm i'm not like making a joke because i've screwed that up before I have Carolina Pliskova, twelve to one. I mean, six sixteen to one. It better, it better be. Um, The uh, 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 I've talked myself. Okay, we talk. We got to do a whole podcast one of these days about cognitive biases, uh, biases. Uh, I've talked myself into this is our Kelly, right? I, I mean, like I like I'm looking at this. I'm like, dude, I'm sitting pretty. Everybody else is upset. Uh, I'm holding the, the the finalist right here, Serena. Uh, she's not she's not fit yet. Somebody's gonna beat her eventually. Everyone's kind of gotten out of her way, um, which is annoying <laughs> as someone who you know was effectively fading her with the amount of futures that I placed. Um, but I don't know, man. Plish, Plishkova, like she was former world number one. Like if you, she is, she's never won a Grand Slam. Like this is your time. Like if, if it's now or never for her, uh, she's never, she has all the freaking tools uh, to kick ass here at Wimbledon. She's never gotten it done. Uh, this is it for her, and this is her time. It's it, it, there's an overall narrative to the WA season this year. Uh, Wozniacki getting her first slam in Australia, Halp getting her first slam in um, in Roland Garros. There is one. Former number world number one on tour right now, who does not have a slam, and that is Carolina Pliskova. She gets it done this year. Let's freaking go, Copless. Get and even right, even ticket. right now, you can get a plus nine fifty on her. I think. Is that what it is? Really? Damn. I'm gonna have to look. That's um, eight fifty. That's crazy. Eight fifty. <sighs> Essentially, all of the all of her competition has gotten upset at various levels. Her quarter is wide freaking open. And she's eight fifty. That's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. I think I better think you're. I think you're right on six hundred or something. I think you're right on Kerber. As far as coming out of the uh, the top, um, you got the the redheaded Belgian girl. You got sassy uh, Allison Van Udvitek. <laughs> Ostapenko is the one I was going to ask about. Ostapenko is playing some pretty good tennis right now. She's hitting a lot of winners. She, yep. I mean, That's, her last she, two her matches, game, six, one, yeah. three, six, no, six, four, and yeah, it's not yeah. like, I mean, she hasn't played. She played Flipkins and Diachenko. 
Dietchenko. Yeah, that's how you get it. Um, <laughs> Sassen, her, she's had an easy path. She uh, nothing, nothing against Alexander Sasnovich, but you expected to face Kvitova there. You expected to face probably Sharapova, who had played some decent tennis. Not like it's you know ten years ago Sharapova, but she has had the benefit of an easier draw. So maybe call more jets on her. Uh, it's, I suppose tomorrow, Sibylkova, Ostapenko, uh, Daria, Daria Cassette, Kasatkina, and Herbert. Kasatkina. Okay. I, I think those, and then, uh, like you said, I think I'm on the Plushkova train. I'm on the gorgeous train. I, I mean, you can fade Serena all you want. I don't think she loses to Rodina. No, I, I don't think she. I think that Plushkova is going to have to do the dirty work herself. And then I will. I'm not going to back her with real life money, but I always cheer for the always lovely Yorgi. Camilla, Camilla Yorgi. Yorgi. Oh my goodness. Yes, she she's, she's she's uh, she's she got a body. My, yeah, yeah, she makes my pants fit funny. Yeah, she's she's got a hard body. There's no doubt. Um, okay. Uh, I'm generally with you on those picks. I'm looking for Sibby to come through. Ostapenko, I think, gets through 2-1. Uh, I like the over there. Um, Allison Van Utvitek. I don't know, man. I think she can get the upset over Kasatkina. Kasatkina tends to choke at this late. On yeah. Allison looks... looks, looks uh, she does Allison have a looks, ton of momentum. Yeah, she looks tough. Uh, Kerber. I think Kerber destroys Benchich. Um, there's no angle on that that I would not look for Kerber to dominate. Um, Pliskova may have a tough match against Burton's. Burton's has been surprisingly decent on grass. Like <clears throat> overall, the tournament has not been a grass quarters tournament. Uh, weirdly. Uh, I don't know what they did to the balls. I don't know what they did the to the center, court. The center, the main courts are playing pretty slow. They're playing pretty slow. Yeah. It's been very strange. So Kiki Burton's is a little bit of a wild card to be a little concerned about for Pliskova, but Pliskova gets by her. I think, uh, Donna Vecic might upset your girl. Gorgeous. Um, oh, yeah, it's a coin I, hope, I hope gorgeous gets through. Cause you had her a hundred to one and shoot, man. If gorgeous gets by Vecic, Vecic, she could get by Pliskova. Who knows? Uh, this, the, the women's draw is just wide freaking open. Um, and, uh, God, Serena Williams minus 1100 to, Rodina, ridiculous. Um, I can't believe everyone's gotten out of Serena's way. It's just so crazy. Uh, let's talk about the men's draw. Way. I would. More. I would just like to bring up to the sure. we do we, and I've spoken about this on Ball Boys, um, the tennis draw challenge. We do, we do like a March Madness bracket for almost every major tennis tournament, and for slams, I'll fill out a women's one, and I'm looking at that right now, at and. and I'm looking at your picks, Whale. And Dude, your, it's your, your incredibly final, bad. Your, your final four was Kvitova, Keys, Osaka, and Venus. That's right. Like, yeah, that's right. All out. I, I, I don't. I don't have. I don't. Yeah, <laughs> I don't have much to. Nobody. Nobody hardly has anything to lean on as far as being proud of their picks. I mean, there's there was a ton that went out in a hurry. Nobody has more than two or three people. Two people left in the. In the final four, those brackets got busted. I mean, that shit got UM, UMBC in the hurry. Dude, it's so bad. Like, the women's side is such chaos. Uh, I, I really, I'm glad I haven't been betting match by match. I would be getting my ass kicked 
betting women's tennis. Um, <clears throat> men's side, I'm not doing too hot either. After winning <laughs> our bracket challenge in the Roland Garros, I'm getting my butt kicked in this one too. Am I last place? I think I am, right? Let's not let's not assign places. <laughs> I do have. Uh, you are. I mean, final, you, my are, finalists, you are. You last. My but. finalists and my my winner and three of my quarterfinalists or my three of my semifinalists are still alive. So you never. Oh, know. congratulations! Um, on picking Roger Federer. Yeah, thank you, in man. Your, in your bracket. Yeah. Thank like you, everybody else. I know. I talked up Del Patro, and he ended up on the bottom of a lot of people in our group bracket too so that pretty much squashed me um on the men's side though i do have a del patro feature i'm looking at plus 2500 that uh that's kind of i mean i'm dreaming right like del patro gonna get by nadal i mean it all looks way tougher than i expected him to look after his rolling gear was running not getting warmed up on grass uh yeah is, like, like, he, yeah, his, like we his, we faded it yeah. hard when we talked Ooh. about it. If, if the grass is going to play like clay, then Nadal is going to be deadly. He's, yep. he's and great. You know, obviously it's not that slow, but it's not it's not fast. And he, you know, we said like the main courts are playing a little slow, and that's where the matches are going to be now. It's yeah. it's lining up for. I mean, as much as people like new blood and. Fun matchups. It's kind of lining up for Fidel Fair. final again. You know. Do you I think mean, they was, set this up? I think I think Joker Joker has a very good shot. He's played well. He's he's not the kind of guy who would. Uh, you talk about like Serena Williams having the mental edge, and a lot of those girls step on the court with her. It's almost like the Tiger effect. When you're in the group with Tiger Woods, it's it's in your head back when he was something same thing you get on the court with Federer Nadal that's in your head this is this is a, you're not playing another person in the ATP you're playing a legend who is still playing tennis like that's got to get to you mentally but you know Novak has played enough big matches and won enough big matches and slams where that's not going to get to him and I think that'll be my favorite match of the tournament possibly is if we get a Nadal Novak don't you kind of feel like that's the way this is playing out? Like the stunt, like oh, for sure. I, I I hope that's how it goes. I that's how I'm planning on it going, and I'm just mentally preparing myself for that battle because that's that will be just such good TV, dude. We're gonna have to do an emergency podcast if it comes to that, right? Probably. Okay. All right. Keep some time. Okay. When when will we know? Uh, well, I will know I Thursday, know. right? All right, forget about. It. We'll, 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 we'll schedule. I will schedule on our own time, not the listeners' time. Um, okay. Uh, the do men's you, do side. Do I have a production just, meeting quick? <laughs> the men's side is just chock full of star power. Federer uh, looks to be clear to come out of the top. Um, who comes out of the second quarter though? I'm holding an Isner, Isner ticket at 100 to one. Uh, dare I dream he makes a semifinal and I can extract some value out of this? We talked about that in several. I brought that up in several different chats today. Like I am very close to pulling the trigger on Isner to win the quarter at like, you know, obviously nothing like you have, but that's a great number to extract some value. But I, he has a very good shot to win the next two matches, and I think Isner to win the quarter is value at a big plus. Not a big plus number, but he can get plus two twenty five. 
Mm-hmm. Basically, <laughs> to win the next match, which he's a favorite, and then uh, Raonic, if you wanted, I suppose you could probably find your way into some penny, penny, penny arbitrage there. If you what really is want. our uh, What does our Canadian ball boys friend Kelly think about Raonic so far? Is he just drinking the Kool Aid, drinking oh, the maple? He, is he just drinking uh, the maple syrup? He's just he made, like. He, Maple syrup glugging, like, just oh, glugging away on the, on the... He's, on the, he's a terrible syrup. homer. He's awful, awful Canadian. Little beady-eyed north of the border. Um, he bet Raonich and Chilich to win the quarter at plus numbers. So he needs Raonich. So he needs us, yeah. He, he okay. kind of had planned on, planned on one of them happening. So maybe that's another reason why I'm thinking about doing this, because it'd be funny. Mm. <laughs> That's not very nice. Oh, It'd just be good content. Like, you do, you well, do it for content. Yeah. Well, it just you know, if all my freaking game plans didn't work out, maybe one it shouldn't. So I yeah. bet Chilich doing this quarter for a bit, little bit too, and I was <laughs> kind of thinking that would come through until he effed it all up. So okay. Well, why not Isner? Is my that's my pitch. Why not? Right. Uh, I think, uh, yeah, he's got a tough match against Cece Boss. Cece Boss, I went back and he's never played uh, anyone nearly as tall or nearly as powerful service wise as Isner. Uh, The guys who come anywhere close, he has not done well against. So I have my confidence is high uh, that Isner can get by Cece Boss relatively handily, uh, which would set up an Isner Roundish serve fest. Um, Tennis Twitter will be miserable. For for that match, just don't even log on. Uh, people love to complain about the serve bots, um, but uh, I'll be interested in that. And I think Isner can get him, man. Isner was the better player when they were both kind of at the top. You know, they were both on their game. In um, they were both on their game in Miami. I felt like they were both kind of peaking a little bit then. Uh, and uh, Roundage could not beat Delpo. Isner could. Uh, so I would. Slightly tip my hat in Isner's favor, and if he's a dog uh, in their corner final matchup, then I'm going to be pretty excited to get more involved. Even holding a hundred to one ticket on him to win the whole thing, um, Isner's not getting by Federer though. Sorry, neither is Raonic. Uh, Federer really things have set up so well for him to just coast to the final, where he will take on someone extremely much. More difficult than anyone he's played to this point. Um, one of Del Patro, Nadal, Djokovic comes out of the bottom here and uh, will set up for an absolutely epic popcorn final on the same day as the World Cup final. Did you know that? Yeah. That's going to be a great sports day. Uh, Wimby final, World Cup final. We get to see France beat England, and we get to see Roger Federer beat Nadal on the same day. That'll be sweet. Um, should we wrap this up? Watch some tennis tomorrow? Manic Monday? What else is there to watch tomorrow morning? Well, I mean, if tennis isn't enough, uh, the Tour de France is live. Um We've already gotten a hell of a podcast recording, so I don't know if we want to get yeah, too no, into the weeds here. That, um, maybe, maybe you can post some stuff on Twitter. Yeah, I'll post You're, you already Twitter. have. Yeah, I like I like Froome to come through. I'm I'm going chalky here. Froome to come through on the men's side is is a, is a decent look, even though he's lost a little time on stage one with a bad crash. 
crash. Uh, Peter Sagan to win the points classification, which is the green jersey, is like the lock of all locks. In actually, I shouldn't have said lock. I just jinxed it. Uh, Peter Sagan is an extremely strong play for me on the uh, points classification side. He won stage two today. Uh, he is a dynamo. He can sprint with the best of the sprinters and pick up very, very important points. Uh, so that he can stay at the top of the points classification table, while at the same time uh, he is strong enough on the kind of the middle stages, like the the intermediate stages where there are difficult hill climbing uh, and then sprinting at the end. Uh, he's good enough on the hill climbing that he can compete for those. Um, you know, Peter Sagan. I don't know if you know this, but he was a Long Beach guy. Uh, he had stayed out here with my friends for a couple of years when he was kind of just coming up, up through the ranks. Uh, so I have a, a, a personal uh, fandom for uh, for Sagan, and I'm pulling for him to do awesome things here in Wimbledon and win another green jersey. Uh, ridiculous line they hung, minus 185. I think he's like, I don't know, probably 90, 85 to 90% likely to win the green jersey, and they hung minus 185, so I dumped on that uh and i think he's um i think he's got this going away uh peter sagan let's get it buddy uh win some more stages and, and put this away early that would be fantastic um <clears throat> and if you have no idea what the hell i'm talking about the tour de france is on right now nbc sports is broadcasting it every morning if you're kind of in the groove of like i like to what wake up tune into some sports see if i can catch some bets into this Tour de France handicapping deal because it is super fun to like flip on the TV. Once once Wimbledon's over, once the World Cup is over, you're going to have that pang and you're going to want to be like, well, I want some sport event in the morning in Europe that I can, can tune into. They just show unbelievably beautiful uh, helicopter footage of like the most beautiful parts of Europe. Um, you know, beautiful France countryside, the Mediterranean, the Alps, the Pyrenees, uh, it's well worth your time to check it out. And um, yeah, I'll be posting some darts on some two win stages. Those are notoriously difficult to hit uh, there. You're going to get some long odds there. So don't go like, don't go ham on those. Yeah, uh, but, uh, but our, it's still fun. Yeah. Yeah. For stage, yeah, stage winning are tough. Um, but, uh, um, but there's going to be some drama and it's going to be a lot of fun. Hope, hoping for the, uh, the dirty cheater Froome to pick up his fifth, uh, yellow jersey while um, without a doubt the strongest play uh, for me on cycling all year was Peter Sagan points classification minus 185 and uh, yeah any thoughts or questions about Tour de France before we wrap this up Andy so it's bicycling in the, in the mountains yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, I watch it I don't bet I don't follow it as close as you I won't bet much but I might follow you here and there on something who knows I love it. Okay. Well, I'll keep you updated as we keep podcasting. We are oh so close to the NFL season returning where we will be doing crazy deep dives on NFL handicapping. So hold on to your butts. Hang in there just a little bit longer. And um, with that, let's call it a wrap. I think we will. Best of luck in Wimbledon. Best of luck in the World Cup. Best, Best of luck in the Tour de France. Croatia, Federer, uh, Kerber, Froome, Locks. 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 Until Why would you time. say that? Why would you say that? Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. No jinx here. I'm not going to win. Thank you so much. Yeah.
Yeah, let's do this. All right. Best of luck.